right, Dave, we're going to go. This is uh, episode eight of Keeping It Real. I'm Matt Gregory with uh, Sable Adjusters. And I'm Megan Calabrese with Fox Rock Properties. All right, Megan, we're coming off a two-week party break. Um, We had stuff going on, but we're back in the studio. We are. We have an interesting cat sitting in front of us. We got him coming out of Oak Development Design, owner and CEO. He also has a TV show, Heart of Oak, that is on Saturday mornings at 8.30, NBC Sports Boston. And obviously, you can listen to it again Sundays at 4 o'clock on NECN. Or in the days of on demand, you can probably watch it whenever you want. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can stream it at any point in time. Now, this is going to be a real good one because obviously with COVID, um, the last 12 months, a lot of people have been grounded, you know, not going on some expensive vacation, spending money there, but then they do a lot of house projects, um, some designs and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for this one because, you know, PJ and I have a lot of, um, things in common with words that drive us nuts. Um, the F word, and I'm not talking about the four letter word, mm-hmm. it's called flipping. <laughs> and also when people put maybe a word in front of another one, like the heart of Oak, and it's actually heart of Oak. Was that a knock on me? No, it's not. Is that got corrected? All right, just check. You did get corrected on email. <laughs> so that's one nothing me on being corrected. All right. So let's welcome PJ into the studio. PJ, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Megan, you want to tee it off? Sure. Um, so, I've got to meet PJ through a couple of good friends in Hingham. It's been great to meet you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. So, give us a little background, um, how you got started in the construction, what you guys are doing now, all yeah. that stuff. I have a very funny background. So, Love it. Uh, very broad. Um, Long story, sort of short, because we only have like 30 minutes here, but... We always say that, and then it goes into the 64, 65-minute <laughs> range, yeah. and then I yeah, start this one Texas. probably will be there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my that. family business is carpentry, general contracting, site work, um, and so I kind of grew up in that world. So my dad uh, built 13, 14 properties, and he did the exact opposite of what I do, and he held them and rented. Um, I don't want to be a landlord, so I do the exact opposite. But uh, through my childhood, I was always swinging a hammer, running heavy machinery, just blue collar kid down on Cape Cod. My dad lives in Connecticut. My stepdad was a heavy machine operator in Cape Cod. I grew up down there. And then um, went to college, uh, hated it, hated college, but it is what it is. Did you do the full four or did you go an extra uh, year? Yeah, I went to uh, video television school at Hofstra University for four years. Okay. Uh, I loved college. I loved school. I just, I, I hated schoolwork. All my life, sure. I hated schoolwork. I just hated it. I was a really good student, but I just loathed doing schoolwork and taking tests. Right. Um, and so after college, uh, I worked at HBO for a while. I worked at a booking agency in Manhattan for a while. And then actually, I, uh, I was actually pursuing trying to make the Olympic team as a rower for about eight years. And during that time, I swung a hammer. I sold real estate. I did a bunch of modeling and acting in New York City because that's where I was training. I'm all over we'll the get place. get into that. Right? Um, <laughs> this, this podcast just really went metal on metal on our breaks. <laughs> Not only do we... Okay. Okay. We'll so anyway, so yeah. just for full disclosure, the modeling and the acting thing... Yeah. 
obviously, you know, the camera always puts ten pounds on me. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll we'll go there. We'll, we'll get go there. there. We'll do broad strokes on that. Yeah. One. So we'll uh, if you guys you, put this online, maybe I'll give you a photo. <laughs> you may um, do the yeah. catwalk during yeah. the show if we have enough extension. Cord. But go no, on. I mean, in all honesty, when I was training, I was in super great shape. Right, I was a. Uh, you know, trying to make the national team. Sure. So, uh, so I tried to capitalize uh, on that in New York City and did some stuff on Ugly Betty and all my children, General Hospital, that type of stuff. So, long story short, Dave, Google machine, please. <laughs> I, I, need, I need a headshot of PJ. Now, what we need with, is with Ugly there's, Betty. There was Ugly Betty. Her name was what? American Ferrara or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Thank yeah. you. Good job. So there is a photo on this Google. Is of me yep. standing in a leopard print uh, <laughs> nightclub shirt behind Eva Mendez. Lo- wow. Swear to God. Okay. Love it, it exists. Love it. So anyway, long story short, uh, during that time, I was doing whatever I could do to fuel my habits so, of rowing. And so I was selling real estate because it was a great way to make big chunks of money sure. and be able to train. I was uh, swinging a hammer for my dad. I was doing gigging in New York City. I was doing whatever I could do. And then I was also like in the winter time, I would work in a ski shop. Like uh, again, like I was just trying to survive yep. as an athlete. Sure. And so after that, I retired in 08 um, from training and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like all of a sudden a guy that got injured, had to retire, went from training 40 hours yeah. a week to nothing. And I felt like I lost my career 20s, right? Like all my friends were working at Morgan Stanley right. and like all these places making all this money. And I had not a pot to piss in. In fact, I had tons of debt and uh, tons of school debt I never got on top of. I was like, well, I guess I got to get a real job. So I took a customer service job at an outdoor industry company, just answering the phones at 28, like doing a job of 20 year olds, right? I crushed it. I turned into the (laughs) PR manager in six months and then head of marketing in 12, right? And what happened was everybody thought I was crazy all those years doing all this random shit, right? But what happened was it was great life experience. And now here I am, 29, 30 years old in an entry level job. And I just absolutely murdered it. Right. And so uh, from there, I became I went to a sports uh, licensing brand um, called Oyo Sports. It's no longer in business, but I was a head of uh, head of. Uh, basically promotional marketing and, and uh, head of one of the head of sales there. And so I, I got this great corporate background through those two jobs. I, I joked that it was my MBA, right? Because <laughs> I almost went back to get my MBA. But remember, I hate school. school right. Hated it. Life, so, life MBA. <laughs> so I ended up being, Vibram and Oyo ended up being my right. MBA. There you go. Essentially, right? Yeah. And so uh, during my days at Oyo, I decided I was going to take 50 grand that I, I ran into because of, un, you know, unforeseen events, unfortunate events, ran into some cash, not a lot, but enough to flip a house. Which right? is the F word. Which is the F word. And we'll get there. <laughs> but I said, if all these idiots on HGTV can do it, why can't I? Plus, you had the modeling and the acting That's background. Right. So we had a go. face for radio, also a face for, for the camera. Right. Mm. Okay, keep going. We'll get there. You see how all my worlds are going to collide. Chip's got right? nothing on you right now. Oh, boy. Go so, on. <laughs> so I end up working January to September, seven days a week. Never took a day off. I was working Monday through Friday for OYO, traveling all over the country, selling to Dick's Sporting Goods and Models and all these brands. Mm-hmm. 
selling to NFL, MLB, and NHL teams. Uh, and then Friday, Friday afternoon, I would leave Acton, Mass. in my Jeep Wrangler, yep. drive to Hingham, sleep in the house all weekend Chase. if I could. Yep. Because I didn't have kids at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would flip the house over the weekend mm-hmm. and repeat. Every week I did this, right? I did the whole house myself. I got half the house, put beams in. Basically frame to finish. Frame to finish. Did the whole thing myself. The only thing I subbed out was a roof because I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Afraid of heights? No, I just didn't want a roof. Okay. You know? And um, long story short, to date, it was the most profit dollar for dollar I ever made on a project because I did it all myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people with the markups and obviously yeah. bringing in the subs and then, you know. That house was in Hingham? Yeah, oh, and nice. and actually, I'm one of my best friends. We've reconnected after yeah. six, seven years, and we've become really good friends. Oh, that's great! And she still lives there, and she's now my business coach. Long story short, um, but law. So so, basically, at the end of that first project, I paid half of my college off. How much? Like, how much wow. debt were you riding? I was riding like ninety grand. Okay. Wow! I paid. Half of it off with one house, and I was able to take the other half of my profit, and actually more than half. I was able to take the rest of it, roll it. and, and I was like, one. "Well, let's do it again." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now right. this time, did you do the second one by yourself, or did you start getting a little bit smarter and say, "Okay, you know what? To move these along, all this other stuff." Well, remember, I'm still working full time, right? And so I did it on the side. And one of the best advices I ever read was, "Don't quit your day job until you're ready." Right, mm-hmm. which I ended up breaking and I screwed up. But long story short, I keep saying that. That's Tell five me. long right. story short. Right. No you, more long story short. <laughs> we can we're keeping oh, track. Okay, yeah. thank you. So uh, I basically on the second one, we were about to have a kid. We mm-hmm. just got married, okay. and I decided like there's no way I could do that again. Mm-hmm. I burned right. myself out in sure. my first house. So I partnered with one of my best friends I grew up with on the Cape, and we bought a house in Chatham. That we were gonna just quote pre sharks flip flip pre sharks pre sharks yes yeah. actually right around the time where sharks really were starting to people show weren't up. as afraid the shark thing didn't have to happen if we took care of the sales it's true yeah people are making money doing seal tours right and seals stink and they, create sharks and they create yeah. sharks right. yeah. Okay, go on. I will not get in the water anymore down there. No, I won't either. Nope. nope. I'm all set. Not even, not even Wallfleet. No. Nope. That used to be my go-to spot on weekends. I used to surf right. out there. Long no board more. or short board? Uh, like mid-range board. Like 8.6? Like a 9.2. Do you surf? Or you just read a lot? <laughs> like, like PJ, I was not good in school. Um, a guy my size. Did you know Vec... From, from Orleans, Mass. No. So Vec owns a surf shop. He made me a custom Oh, board. the pump house? Yep. Oh, yeah, so I know I am, I'm a sup guy. That's stand-up paddle. Mm-hmm, got it. Okay, just wanted to make sure you knew that. Uh, this thing is a king-size mattress on the water. Like, my family of four, we're all on there. And now, do I go yard sale or go, you know, paddle goes that way, Maddie G's this way? Yeah, but I do. I do. I can't get up on a soft board, a short board, I'm sorry, uh, just because of my frame. Yeah. Um, but I also snowboard in the winter, but I take the long way down, big S's. Yep. But yeah, I, I do have a little bit I of surf you, in Matt. me. I do the lingo because yeah. I thought it would be cool I figured. You know, with a trucker hat and all that stuff when you're up in <laughs> the beach comer and you're in the board shorts. I mean, you got you to play I, It did nothing for me, you know, but it, it was just like, yeah. Yeah, there's no way in hell you're, you're sitting, sitting in the sand with a board yeah, like, I can't 
like go out. with the shirt off, and I, you know, I, I, I run hot like a furnace, so it wasn't like, hey, can I get you? I just. I've I, never hey. heard that. Run hot like a furnace. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I'm a, I, I have big paws. Anywho, okay, so, yeah, anywho right. but no, go on. So uh, the second house, I partnered with my buddy Mike. Yep. Halfway through it, I'm coaching rowing up in upstate Vermont in this awesome place that we coach rowing, and she calls me on FaceTime because there's no service up there, and I'm super relaxed. And she's like, you know what you should do on Monday? I'm like, what? She goes, you should quit your job. And I go, what are you talking about? Female this, friend. This is your wife? It's my wife. Oh, Lizzie. Lizzie. Okay. She's like, you hate your job. You're miserable, which was true. She's like, why don't you just finish the house for the summer interview? You'll figure it out. And you were already married at this point. Married with a kid on the way. Oh, Janet would never say that. <laughs> And so I was like, Lizzie, we can't do that. That's financial suicide. Like my, yeah. I was in a retail business and right. we're about to go into the fall, which yeah. I would make all my bonuses that fall. Mm-hmm. And I went in Monday, like, no, I'm not quitting my job. Went in Monday. By the end of the day, Monday, I was so frustrated. Tuesday morning, I walked in and I quit. Just, that was it. I was done. I was like, sorry, Daryl, my, my boss <laughs> who I'm still good friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't do it. Gotta anymore. go. So let's get to the rowing thing. I'm going to throw one name out at you. Oh, boy. Cyrus Beasley. Nope, don't know him. Narragansett. He was an Olympic rower. Good friend of mine. About six foot eight, curly hair. Yeah. Um, his wife, Julia, they've become dear friends of ours, but they were rowers, so I just wanted to see if there was probably a there. small pool. It is a small That's pool. Why I Honestly, just, the, yeah. the percentage is and high. He's that a builder, and he's down. a custom builder. Interesting. And his work is phenomenal, like yours, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, no, the don't know him. Okay. Everybody always throws a Winklevoss twins at me because they were in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I used to race those guys a little bit. They're, they're legit. Did you beat them? Uh, so those guys were sweep rowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, big boats, one oar. Mm-hmm. I was in small boats, two oars, sculling. Yep. And they were not scullers. I raced them once in a double and we beat them, but they weren't scullers. You know? Got it. Uh, so that's not a fair playing ground for them. Okay, so now you quit the job, you full time. Yep. Where are we well, at? So Where are we at, at in the calendar? Is this like this 2000? is seven years ago? Okay, so 2013. Yeah, 13, 14, 14, somewhere around there. So, okay. basically, I was interviewing with the Red Sox to be head of their um, marketing for their sales team uh, for all their entities. So Fenway Sports Group, basically Fenway Sports Group. If you're a sales guy for them, right. you need stuff to sell. I was going to head up the team that developed all that. I mean, dream job for a marketing guy, right? Oh, dream job. And the brand itself sells. I never mm-hmm. called him back. I just never called him back. <laughs> I just was so burnt yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Flying 150,000 miles a year, selling, and I just couldn't do it. People think traveling salesman is cool, bagging and dragging it, drinking a beer and this and that. It gets old quick. There was one year I was I was in Vegas for seven trade shows in three months. Oh. That's gross. There I think the trips. ones that don't do it think it's, you know what I mean? It, outside looking in, it looks yeah. cool, it's but like once my, you're in it. Yeah, it's like I mean, I, I, I won't lie, I miss the business travel sure. a little bit. Like, business no, travel's it, fun. Yeah, it's fun, but to when, a you point. To a point. when you factor in kids and you, you start getting up out of that, the, you know, the 20s, it yeah. gets It's a grind. Oh, yeah. It's a grind. Quick. It's yeah. just the missed flights, always being on, being away from the home. Yeah. You know, yeah. factoring kids now, then it's like, all right, I'm missing certain things. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I agree with that. It's yeah. Megan. You I just speak. couldn't do it anymore. I had a buddy that wanted to do it so bad, and he was so jealous. And I'm like, dude, it's not what you think. No, no. 
It's really not what you think. No. You get the middle aisle in the chair and you got two. And I was in a cool industry. I mean, I'm going sure. to the NFL trade yep. show. Yep. I'm going to the MLB trade right. show. Tra- That's you know, a great gig. I'm going to the winter meetings yeah. in, in Disney. It was a great gig. Yeah. But it just burned me out. For and a at short a certain period, point, yeah. there's a work-life balance that you right. got to figure out. And I, previous to that, was in the outdoor industry, which is all about work-life balance. And it's all about beers at three o'clock and like, mm-hmm. and then I went into the sports world and it's a little more, you know, yeah, and yeah. anyway, so yeah. let's move on from that. So basically, uh, the second house, we crushed it, did a great job building it and we couldn't sell it because I was trying to put a house in Chatham on the market in November. And everyone is in right. Florida right. or B, no one's got the vitamin D hitting them in the forehead and Correct. looking at Thinking houses. About it, yeah. Now, me personally, I always look in the off seasons because I think I can get a discounted rate. A hundred percent. But but, you, you, but where you are at is is spot on. You 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 cannot sell a house. It's like selling a house in Florida in August. Correct. It's not gonna yeah. happen. Not gonna happen. You, you, you gotta, gotta be you gotta smart sell about it your in cycle. November. Yeah. So okay. it's like right now we're doing uh, a job in Chatham. Mm-hmm. We're we're doing a massive renovation, and then we're going to sell it, mm-hmm. and it'll be done in May. The perfect, perfect time, yeah, right. Especially coming perfect. out of this nonsense, yes. Yeah. And it, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little different right now because the market down there is so hot. You could yeah. probably sell it right now, but the key time to sell anything in a vacation area is like you want to hit the market right at the end of end of April, beginning of May. Shoulder season, like yeah. So that they can move in for right. m- for like July, or probably March, April, so they can move in for. They want it when they want to use yeah. it. Yeah, and so long. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Too late. So <laughs> uh, there's yeah. another tick. Um, so uh, so that one we had to sit on all winter. Yep. And that's I t- ran out of money. Pill. That's a tough pill. To I swallow. ran out of money. It was at the beginning of my career, and I was like freaking out. Mm-hmm. So I was again. I started swinging a hammer. I was working with Mike. I was doing whatever I had to do. Mm-hmm. We had a killer New Year's Eve party there. It was yep. awesome. Um, but then in the spring, we sold it. Right, you know, right as a plan, we were like, okay, it'll sell in March. Sold it in March, just like I just said. Highest at the time, we got the highest number of a two-bedroom home ever in Chatham, not on the water. Like we broke the record, shattered it, and we crushed it. We did really well on it. Mike made money. I made money. I paid off college, right? Now you're full steam ahead. So now I'm like, all right. This works. Yeah. Well, I'm still kind of interviewing, still not sure, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have a job, and I was like, well, let's turn it again. So we bought another one in Hingham, which turned into another, which turned into another, and here I am seven years later, and I've got this business. That's crazy. And obviously, from the website, you went from a one-man band. Then Lizzie came on board. Mm-hmm. She's doing more of the design. Yeah, you got you know you got an in-house accountant, and then you also have a project manager that it was from Australia, I believe. Yep, Jarrah. Yep. Now, how did you how did you stop poaching these people? Was it just from your work and them coming to you? Did you put ads in the paper or online? How did how did that how did that so, start taking a life of its own? I'm really proud of the fact that everybody that works for me, it just naturally happened. Perfect. Right. If you try to force it. It never goes well. I've forced it yeah. twice. Both times it didn't work out. Right. And so I've learned when hiring, you just got to put yourself out there and let it kind of evolve naturally. It's, it, there's not a perfect science around it. I can't like right. give you the blueprint. But when I started the business, I said to myself, I'm always going to focus on quality. I'm not going to care about the money. I don't care. I just don't care about the money. The money will follow. 
my former boss at the ski shop I worked at was a former Revlon exec. And he had a very similar background to what I did, whereas he had this aha moment where he's like, I don't want to work in New York City. I don't, this is not what I want to do with my life. And he quit and bought an outdoor store, had never run a retail store. But he just took the risk and went for it. Yeah. And he said, don't, he said this to me and I'll never forget it. He actually lives in Chatham now. Um, he said, don't ever do anything for the money. Do something that you believe in and the money will follow. You know who said that? David Cohen. Kevin Larry and Kevin Larry, yeah, mm. a couple of our other guests. There's, I mean, some of those CEOs. I mean, people that you talk to at that level, they they often say that they said CEOs that chase the dollar burn out fast. Correct. It's just the way it is. I and just don't. They're care driven about by way we got different the hat things. Trick right now on that on on that Absolutely. statement because obviously very successful. But we had two other gentlemen that were previous guests. True testament to Megan and who, the pool she swims in. But they said that too. The money will fall. If you're passionate, the money will, the money will absolutely yeah, come Yeah, you're doing the right thing. So as a developer and where you're at now, what what separates your craftsmanship or your business model away from the other guys? Now, obviously, it seems like you're, you've you've you found your knit markets. Like, okay, I know Chatham. I got Hingham. Yeah. You're prob- are you swimming in Situate, Cohasset area? Mm-hmm. But what separates you? From so other developers, if I'm looking online to say, I need a dream home that I'm going to build, and you're my guy. Yeah, so I when I started the business, I didn't realize I was starting a business, right? I was just flipping houses or building houses to pay off debt and get ahead in life. I didn't realize that seven, eight years later, I would have 10 employees. I didn't realize that I was sure. setting the backbone of like a corporation, Right. And, and a future television show. I had no idea that was happening. But what I did was I focused on quality, I focused on timelines, and I focused on communicating. That's what makes me different. I took my corporate background and I adapted it to my blue collar skill set, right? So, so, Which sounds yeah. so simple. No, it's, it's genius. It's not but simple. But what it did was, it's like, if somebody reaches out to me and they want me to go look at their house, I put it on my calendar. And I send them a meeting invite. Right. Nobody in my industry does that. Well, you got to remember the truck in the truck. Man, the in, the in, the van. In, the yeah, yeah. man in the van. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the van. Exactly. The van. But it's right. You, okay, so here's the deal. You got the you barely want with, them to come in your house. You got the like, guy with more dings and dents in his white van. He opens up the back. All the tools fall yeah. out. He's got the Marlboro Row on the dash. Dunkin' Donuts. Sm- Absolutely. Polish. That's 80% yeah. of the right. people in our business. Ah. Uh, more like 90. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and the guy looks like he just did a short stent and conquered. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't know if I Net. want. Yeah. <laughs> Neck yeah, tattoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but, think about it, right? Like, I have a couple core values with me as a person sure. every day. And I've always had these core values. What Number one, I call everybody back. By day's end or no, within I just, a 24 hour? I answer every call. Yep. Even if I don't know the number, 90% of them are robocalls now. I still right. pick them up. Mm-hmm. I answer every call. I return every call and I answer every email. So if some random sales guy reaches out to me and I don't even want his product, mm-hmm. I write him back and say, hey, thanks for the email. I really appreciate it. Unfortunately, this isn't yeah. a product that we need. This is why. Best of luck. Yeah. I can't even tell you the amount of people that write me back and like, dude, thank you so much yeah. for, for responding. I do the same Give thing. Give the no. You, yeah, you, we you talk about the that. the same thing. We talk about that all the time. Like you the got blu- it. The blueprint email and all this other stuff of hiding all that. Yeah. But if, if you rip the Band-Aid off right away, the guy on the other end of that email 
now has an answer to his boss that's micromanaging the hell out of him Correct. at Cubicle yeah. University. He can then say, look, dude, the guy said no. He's with Sherman Williams. He doesn't yeah, want yeah. Valspar or whatever it may be. But if you if you rip that Band-Aid off quick, the guy on the other end of that is going to have more respect for Correct. you. And then if he doesn't keep humping your leg with email after email after email, that one day, if he just maybe touches you maybe every six months or a year saying, hey, just I know you said no last time, but this is something that we just rolled out in. You're more maybe receptive of saying, or that might be a wrong word, Megan. Not a word. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, um, definitely not a word. I know. I know. Yeah. Dave. Dave, yeah. <laughs> we don't, even, yeah, we don't, we don't even, even need to fact check that. I, I caught myself <laughs> once, I, once I do Like a receptacle? Like an outdoor no, receptacle? receptive is the word I wanted. Yeah, Recepto. Recepto. <laughs> You're out of your mind. So... But you'd be more saying, you know what? Give me a call. You yeah. know, give me a call. Let me just you, it's you, feedback. You, you, you caught yeah. my ear, but you're absolutely right on yeah. that, man. Yeah, you have to 1, because you never know. 1, that guy percent. now is like, wow, that guy from Oak actually responded. He's yep. just got an asshole boss that's yes. hounding him to make a hundred dials a day or send the emails in the touch points. Well, and, and the all other that. thing is, like, just really he probably looked at my website, saw my work, yep, and then he's going to go home. His buddy's going to call and say, you know, I think we're going to move to Hingham. And he's going to say, oh, you know what? You should check out this guy, Oak. Now, mm-hmm. if I had been a dick to the guy, yep. then, dude, don't, you know, was rude to him. And then his buddy came to him. He'd be like, he wouldn't even give my name out. Right. Right? It's Agreed. all about the chain of events. And, and I take every coffee. Some random person reaches out to me. Hey, I'm looking to get involved in the yeah. business. Or, hey, I've got this product. I'd love to meet you for coffee. Great. Let's have coffee. Yeah. But like, it's the communication. I think that's important because it, like, it's small circles. You never know who you're going to touch no. or what could come out of anywhere. And when people are like, what's your secret to your pipeline? It's just so, so back to your question, you said, what makes me different? Yeah. What makes us different is we're honest. Mm-hmm. We, everything is above board. Every decision, we don't hide anything. We focus on quality and we treat people nice. That's it. I love that word above board. Mm-hmm. You know, like we just treat people nice. That's our core value. In in our core values, treat people nicely. Do you ever walk away from a project because do you have it like a punch list or a checkbox that you'll say like you'll be like you know customer, project, location, yep, all that. Do you have a check? Do you ever have that little punch list that you if they don't check all the boxes off, you'll walk away from that project. Yes. Especially at the level that you're at right now. So we're about to start a vlog series that is also going to turn into a podcast at some point. Well, Megan and I would love that? To, we'd love to I join would love you. To have you on that. Yeah. And I, I noticed that you didn't bring any swag. You drank our coffee. You know, it's funny. I was I mean, going to bring you guys trucker hats. And not oh, yeah. Why well, would I would have? Yeah. I also was going to. Maybe it's that, in the truck. I was also going to split that scratch ticket I hit for five grand, but I decided not to. Um, well, so, uh, so get, our first topic yeah. is the best deals or the deals you walk away from. That's our first topic. Sometimes saying no is better than saying it yes. It is. Absolutely. Oh, no, not sometimes. Saying no is part of doing good business. Because some, because you know, I had a, I had an old boss that said that. By the time sometimes you back out of that driveway, now they may be like, "What do you mean you're saying no?" Like in your face, like, "What do you mean you're not going to hire me?" Then you back out of the driveway and you're gone, and then you're like, "They've already they're already on the phone calling someone else to try interview them." Or you might have been number three or number yeah, four yeah. to say no. Yeah. But some of the just best work so is the no. For oh. full disclosure, about half of what we do is building stuff that we own and selling it. 
What would you say the percentage of that is? is you well, said it half. Fluctuates because it fluctuates because right. sometimes we're customer heavy, sometimes yeah, Because you not. just mentioned that. Now, you know, segueing into COVID, and I'll let Megan go run with this, but you got COVID over the last 12 months. How much of those skills um, uh, tilted of now you're doing customer-based projects versus your own? Well, so actually, that's a whole, that's a very interesting question. So let's go down the COVID rabbit hole for a minute here. Last spring, when COVID hit, I had a house in Hull that I was wrapping up to get on the market. And I had a a spec build in Hingham. And we had about one and a half million of customer work in the queue. So gross receipts. So gross revenue. Gross revenue. Mm -hmm. When COVID hit, I freaked. I was like, fuck. Am I an idiot for building spec houses right now? Like, is this crazy? I've got these huge houses going up that eventually I'm going to run out of bank money and I'm not going to be able to carry these things if I can't sell them. So I like, I was super worried, right? So we had a trip planned. We canceled the trip. My wife jumped in a suburban with my brother-in-law and five kids. They drove overnight to new um, North Carolina to Hatteras and rented a house for two weeks because we both canceled our vacations that we all had planned to the Caribbean. And she's like, I still want to get away with the kids. Do you want to just rent a house and we'll just social distance ourselves in a beach house? And I was like, uh, you guys can go. I'm staying and I'm going to grind. Sure. And they went and I did nothing but work 16 hours a day to get ahead of it because I knew we were going to get shut down. I just had it in my head we were going to get shut down, wow. right? And so- we tripled down. My whole staff, me, everybody was just boots on the ground. Get out there. Let's get these things wrapped up and on the market. Right. You got to button those up. We got to button them up and get them to a point where if we get shut down, right. I can sleep in the job and do it myself. That's where my head was at. Right. <laughs> at the same time, that million and a half in customer work vaporized overnight. Gone. Everybody can't stop. Yep. They pulled the plug. Everybody. So you had that in the pipeline. I had that in the pipeline. Now all of a sudden, they're like, you know what? We're going to hold off. Yeah. Well, at first yeah. they probably just didn't want you in their house. That's what everything. Yeah. Right. They you may. Just, you just yeah. nailed that. It yeah, wasn't but, a. It wasn't a fiduciary no, standpoint. It was. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't want, want a super spreader in here. Right, I don't exactly. know where he's been. Right. Well, no, it was both. It was both. Some people were like, "Shit, we don't know if our job right. is going to well, be." That's here. another a thing. Bit right? All of a sudden, the the mom or the dad has to stay home because we're going virtual learning. Or well, no, we didn't. Nobody even knew what was going to happen with virtual learning. Nobody knew anything. Remember, this was two weeks. This was two weeks in. Two weeks. We're going to unplug the system and then hopefully we'll plug it back. Yeah. yeah, like we weren't even wearing masks yet. Right. Right. And so like that was at the time where we were told wearing a mask doesn't make a difference. Right. right? Remember that time? Yep. Yeah. So we won't go there. So but. it seems like it was 1989. Right. But, but, so that's a whole other topic. We, so here I am. I depend on my customer work to carry our load, to pay our expenses basically. And then my spec builds are just creating its own world of reinvesting and building equity, right? That's the way I segment my business. And so all of a sudden, my revenue stream paying all of our payroll and expenses is gone. Drying up, yeah. Gone overnight. Thank God I was building spec houses. When it first happened, I was like, am I crazy? Thank God, because I had bank budgets to keep the business going. So I was still making an income 
on my construction loans to get these things done. And I was able to keep everybody employed. So not only from a... Isn't that crazy? So not only are you here, but then you're also, at the time, you're running the finances. You're on site. Your boots on ground, making sure the product, acting like a PM. Running skid steers. Like doing whatever I had to do to keep this thing afloat. But it's ironic that what you thought when COVID hit, your spec houses, was the worst decision. It actually ended up carrying you through. Because I know a lot of guys that went out of business. Mm -hmm. Right? How many? Couple. Okay. Couple he's, guys he's ended only, up just throwing the towel in, yeah, you know, and, and doing other things, right? And so, wow. so it was as if COVID never existed to me, in a way, because we just kept working through. We were essential business because we're building, right? So, what happened is, fast forward four or five months, I wrap up those houses, we sell them. We're in summer. I get the PPP loan. Yeah, that was my question, which yeah. helped me carry a couple months sure. of payroll. Yep. So that helped, and then all of a sudden, about four months in, listen, we all live in an affluent area. We're very fortunate to yes. live where we live. Okay, there's a lot of people here with a lot of money, and as a result, those people were not affected financially as badly right. as say the Midwest, right? Or Western Mass, or oh, Dennisport, right? Or, like it's almost recession. Uh, it's recession. almost recession proof. Recession. Is that a word? No. <laughs> yeah. Recession proof. <laughs> so we're very fortunate to be in this situation, and I picked the right town yep. when I started my business, right? And that's exactly where I was going. You've you you put your pins on the board where you're at. Yes, strategically. It's not, it's, it's not like you know you're 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 heavily in Hyannis, and I, no disrespect, or you're out in Central Falls. Well, I or, mean, or, there's or, the reality know. of what we do, right? We have to be. We have to profile towns. Yes, it just is what it is, right? It, it, it's actually reality, especially it's reality. because of the level of work. And I you remind do. my kids all the time the bubble they live in. Yeah. Yes. And and be grateful of the bubble you're in. Yes. And so. Like people say all the time, hey, I have a lead in Pembroke. Do you want it? Nope. That's not where we focus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, I get a lead in Hanson. Hanson's a beautiful town. Absolutely. I do a lot but of work. But my there. business model doesn't work there. Yeah. You know your margins. You I know, know my you, margins. Yep. I know my market. I understand your my demographic. And all that. And we just, now, could we change our business model? Yes. But that's, you'd be sacrificing something. Everyone needs that niche. Yep. Right? Exactly. And you need to focus on that and you need to accept And that, that's it. great advice that I got was stay in your lane. Yeah. Always. Don't always grab market stay share. In your lane. Yeah. It, yep. it, every time we veered out of our lane, we've screwed ourselves, right? Yep. So where where was I? Uh, COVID. Um, PPP oh. money. So I get the PPP money. Yep. I weather the, the, the first half of the storm, right? Yeah. Then all of these people around here are now working from home. Their kids are home. And they realize our house is too small or we don't like our house or I need a home office. I need a home office. I, I need an extension, whatever it is. Or we live in New York and now we want to go to Chatham and we want to stay in Chatham because COVID doesn't exist in Chatham. So what we're going to do is, or we can't get on a plane or we can't get on a plane or we need to stay in Chatham. Correct. Cause they're going to be virtual schooling. And Hey, we're staying at our house in Chatham and we want to gut our house and hang up. Right. Yeah. Because we're, we're, Because we're not there. Let's do it now. And that happened a lot. Yeah. Oh, people would stay in the. uh, So we went from losing a million and a half. I don't really love to share these types of numbers. No, please do. It's okay. To four million in customer work overnight. 
No, I I, I know yeah. I know a handful of people that did that. Because you got to remember something also. Instead of going to France for a month and cruising around there, we're going to take that vacation money and we're also going to bump out. Yeah. Or we're going to go up. Well, when you're forced well, and to the stay, rates are low. Yeah. Well, rate, you yep, can get rates. yeah, you can get loans. So yeah. people started refining, pulling yep. money out, and they're like, yep. "Let's drop five hundred grand into this yeah. property." Well, or, that's what the Gregory's right. did. Janet yeah. got her bonus. Next thing you know, I'm putting a forty thousand dollar hardscape in, but we gotta we gotta put the the star on the tree and get a, a hut top. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, well, th- thanks. Yeah. So, but that's so what happens. so yeah. that first four months was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It, I was sh- scared shitless, mm-hmm. right? But we went in the last year from two employees to 10. I built an office. I bought an excavator. I bought a skid steer. I bought a trailer. All cash? No, I financed some of it because I'd rather use my cash to make money. Exactly. Right? Yep. Um, Other people's money is better to make it work for you. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather at a 0.9% loan for an excavator. It makes no sense to pay cash for it. Yep. Because you can still take the write-off that year. Right? All day. And so I, I put a ton of money into the business. I have not taken a dime more on my salary, nor mm-hmm. am I going to, because I'm fine. I don't need right. to. Right. And I'd rather hire people for the long term than take more money. Right. Again, it's not about the money. You're like Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that comparison. <laughs> right. Who would I be? Take, uh, uh, let's, oh. We're gonna to go to commercial Gronk. break. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, my brain Gronk. is drunk. Yeah. My physique is more like Andrews, the center that snapped the ball to freaking Tom. Yeah. So, uh, so, so we, yeah. I mean, it's like COVID hasn't existed for me. Sure. It's and crazy. there's a lot of companies like that. It's we talked about this before. It's not. It didn't affect all sectors the same. No. Some people were crushing it. Others had to go out of business. But well, and and you, the people who there is a giant opportunity right now. Yes a giant opportunity to turn a negative into a positive. Yep. Silver linings. Into nickels. Yep. I mean, if you are smart right now, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And the people who recognize that, that are jumping yep. on it, yep. are the ones that are really, really excelling right now. They say never waste a tragedy. Yeah. And, and they'll be... Sometimes when there's blood in the streets, yep. it's someone else's profit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, people do take advantage of certain And things, things have been mm. accelerated, right? We taught, like, what would have taken maybe 10 years took three months. You know, yeah. people worry about like the vaccine. I'm like, they've been studying protein style vaccine for years let's, and years and years. Let's be like, honest. Like, With what just happened in this world, we're coming out of it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Well, the whole accelerator program, like I have a buddy, Timmy, that's in the pharmaceuticals and all that. And with the trials and all that, some, th- some trials take years and then they don't even they don't even become something. The fact that they went from zero to 60 with the vaccine Money. and we're actually got FedEx on the West Coast, yeah. UPS on the East Coast delivering vaccines think about, is a little short of a miracle. Think about 60 years ago, it would have taken five years yeah. to do 60 what years ago. You'd have you'd have you'd have millions and millions and millions of deaths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the flu on steroids. Yeah. I, I, regardless of your political beliefs. Yep. We regardless, keep, we, we of, keep that above the board. We keep that actually below the board. Yeah. We don't want to go political. Regardless of country. what you think politically. Yeah. This country has done an amazing job coming together to get sure. over this. And I also think, and right, I'm not saying politically, like no, the people the of people. this country. Yes. Not only the country though, but I think the outside too, outside the world that helped out. Everybody. I think there was a lot of back, I think there was a lot of phone calls being made and someone saying, hey, how can I help? Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know. It's pretty some, unbelievable. You know, yeah. if you think Europe or wherever. And Asia. I'm not saying we're over it by any means. No, but, right? no, but we've made strides. Yes. The fact that we got people that are getting, you know, 
the frontline workers, the essential employees that are on mm-hmm. the first or the second, you know, I have friends that are all vaccinated. That yeah. They're vaccinated. Yeah. And all that. So, Megan, you all want right. to take a turn to the F word we'll and how we back. transition yeah. into oh the TV? What let's do you reel it in. Yeah. Let's reel it in. So, the term house flipping. Yeah. It's got a lot of buzz. Um, <laughs> we've had a little pre-podcast discussions about it. But I think the perception sometimes is like, oh, this is easy. Let's just flip some houses and, you know, we can make some money. Look at, look at all these people doing it. It must be easy. Yeah. Um, so I, sometimes that happens because people only share their wins. It's like at the casino. I, I won 5000 I didn't. Yeah, but would you start I didn't lose 10. Yeah, 10. Right. Yep. So tell us about. Well, we can talk, we can stay on the F word and talk about that. And then we, yeah. can t- we can talk through some challenges that, you know, as if someone were sitting here saying, oh, I'm going to just, you know, buy some houses and flip them. What would we walk through on? Like, Well, listen, okay. I hate the, the word flipping. We've all made Agreed. that pretty clear yeah. already, right? Agreed. But there is a great business in house flipping. Okay. That's not my business. Right. But there are markets where it works well and it makes sense to do quick flips with crappy finishes, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't make a margin right. otherwise. Right. There are neighborhoods where it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That is not my business model, nor do I want to be in that business model. Now, I have one of my best friends. That's what they do, and they absolutely crush it, and they own it, and they're like, yep, we use Home Depot finishes, right? right? And the people they're selling to are okay with that because that's what they can afford. Exactly. Right. Well, they go from here. There's a market for it. They go from Formica tops to granite tops. Sure. Whether they use a level one, two, three, but they've graduated from the Formica into granite and they have a Moen little gooseneck that comes off and it costs 125 and it's not fancy. If you're listening to this podcast and that's your market, I'm a hundred percent on board with you being a house flipper and calling yourself a house flipper or whatever you want to call it. That's fine. But that's not my business. So when people say, oh, you flip houses, I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, well, our definition of a flip is a full gut. Right. Yeah, yeah, actually. Not <laughs> lipstick yeah. on a pig. Oh, and we've yeah. already put 300000 into this house right. that we're going to put on the market for eight ninety five because yes. that's what the comps are saying. So if you want to call it a flip, that's fine. <laughs> if your definition of flip is you bought something and then you resold it, yeah, yeah, we're house sure. flippers. But what we in our office call a flip is something that we're not adding on to or adding square footage to. So we're just turning and burning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a flip. That's a it flip is. for yeah. me. That's 12 but. weeks. We're in and out. And by week eight, we already have a real estate agent that's putting this thing on the market. Well, we're our own real estate agent now, but yes. Touche. <laughs> um, so like Chatham, the house I'm doing in Chatham right now is a flip by definition. Mm-hmm. We've got three Inside. quarters of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're doing four full gut brand new bathrooms. Mm-hmm. We're moving the kitchen. Yep. We're eliminating two illegal apartments. We're stripping the whole outside, changing 25 windows, and we're spending $436,000 doing it. Yeah, to me that's not a flip. No. A flip to me is 30,000 yeah. putting lipstick on it and then getting it right back and on the market. And it's quantity. But you do the difference a lot of right? and yeah. agreed. Yeah. And listen, you could quote flip this house, but if you flipped it you're talking a resale of 1.3 million. Yeah. 1.2 to yeah. 1.3 million. Yep. Mm-hmm. The way we're doing it, we're going to get 1.6 million. Yeah. And to me, that's not a flip. No. That's I bought the ugliest house in a beautiful neighborhood. Correct. Now the neighbors are coming over with coffee in wine at the end mm-hmm. and everyone is extremely happy because their value just went up but the comps were calling for or they're that. really mad because they think their taxes are yeah. going oh now yeah right. now they're pissed off or they're pissed because yeah. the trucks have been there all day and they yeah, you and, can't make and, everyone you know well, you guys have a design where by your market's different because they care about the finishes and that matters you know and, and like to your point that's not for everybody 
but that's when they look for an oak house and they're like, all right, well, you've already built your reputation on, we know we're going to get the, the top of the line finishes. And that's, again, like you said, you don't go in and out in 10 weeks and you're like, all right, we're done. Um, well, I mean, this house that we're, quote, flipping, 12 weeks. Okay. But that's but standard. With finish, it, but that's- High-end finishes, yeah. Exactly. We're doing this. You asked me what makes us different. Yeah. Our speed is insane. At is that a because, high is level that of finish. Of you? It's because you're, you're zero to sixty. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm like you know what I mean. You're like me. Yeah. There's no off switch. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. I have no yeah, no limit you, you to my. You sleep bandwidth. with your eyes open. I do. So is that you driving your guys and and they know okay this is a this is the speed I expect out of you guys. Listen, you got to lead by jog. example, mm-hmm. right? You got to lead by example. And my example is okay, guys. This is our schedule. Are we all in agreement with this schedule? Yes, I know it seems aggressive, but can you do it? And if my guys say yes, guess what? That's a schedule. But you're also in the boat. So I think that yeah. carries a lot of weight. Like you're in the arena. You're not from a He's from an office like, all right, uh, Jerry, you do this. You're no. in that skid steer. Tomorrow morning, so, I am getting on the road at five so I can be in Chatham by 630 because I got to do some takeoffs there. I got to meet someone there at 730. And then I got to get back here because I have an appointment at 1030 and hang them. But that's what I got to do. Yeah. So I'm getting in the truck and going down there because I can't get the answers I need right now. So guess what? I'm going to get up at five. I'm going to drive down there. That's the way I roll. Like if we need something, I will never ask anyone on my staff to do something I'm not willing to do. Oh, we got, we got to get in that septic tank and clean out the filter. All right, let's do it. Put the bunny suits on. Put on the old boots. It is what it is, right? Like now I spend most of my time in front of my computer now because I have 13 projects going on right Right now. I have 13. You also got to make sure that they're on budget, on schedule, airtight. Because, you know, when you have that many projects going on, if one goes off the rails, that could could ruin the other 12. Correct. And so you, Meg, you just asked me, um, what did you ask me? Challenges. Well, we talked about flipping and then challenges when people think it's easy money. Or oh, it's like, oh, we were talking about, so, so quarterbacking it, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, once, being behind oh, the sorry, desk yeah. saying, yeah, hey, yeah. over once there, where's that? Once we come up with a plan collectively, mm-hmm. I'm not dictating it. I'm working You're, it through. Yeah. We're talking about it as a team. And once we set that date, everybody always hits it because they want to rise to the occasion. If you allow your staff the freedom to execute, it makes them that much more excited to execute and hit the expectation. Yeah. And so what makes us different is that we hold ourselves so accountable and I take it personally myself if we don't hit a date or if we don't hit a budget. I take it personally because, yeah, maybe I didn't build the budget, but guess what? I own the business. It falls to you. It falls to me. All the shit rolls downhill and I'm at the bottom. Something goes wrong. I don't even know if I don't even, if I don't even know about the issue on the job and something goes wrong and my customer's pissed off, I take responsibility. It's my fault because I didn't know about it. That's my fault because I haven't set the right process internally to know about it. So how do we fix it? Right. That's all I'm doing every day is thinking about how do yeah, the path forward, the passive path of least resistance and the most efficiencies so that we can capitalize on, on the most margin, make the most money, learn from our mistakes, move on. Don't make the mistakes again. Who's got, you guys have a a really, looking at the different houses, you pull from different designs, different areas, you know, sometimes the California style. Who does all that? Do you see the house and is it your vision? 
Is it I a think team? the exteriors are mostly coming from my brain, okay. but Lizzie's pretty involved now as well. Yeah. Um, interiors, I used to be heavily involved. I'm too busy now running a business. Yep. Uh, so Lizzie, Lizzie and the team with Lizzie. So we have Lizzie, Katie, Andrea, uh, and also my marketing, uh, my marketing girl, Melanie, is also kind of like plays a part because yeah. she's an artist, so she has a great eye. So they all collectively work together on almost all projects. Yeah. Now, everything goes across my desk before it goes out. Okay. okay. I've created a great brand, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are coming to us because of the brand right. I created, right? Especially with the TV show, which we haven't even talked about well, yet. But, that was next when um, the cameras came on. And on. so I want to make sure the customers really know that everything goes across me and my, my and Lizzie's well, desk. that's what they're buying. Because they're buying us. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying that to be egotistical. No. Nope. I'm saying no. it because that's the brand. No, be proud. Yeah. Be real. Right? Keep it. And I, uh, I don't have everything go across my desk because I want to micromanage. That's not the reason. No, but you want to stamp it. I also don't want to look like an asshole if I'm sure. on site and someone asks me a question. I don't. I can't answer it as a boss. Yeah, that's true. Too. That's good, right? That's a and that goes. Great and that leader. goes to show you being on the hands-on and all that stuff. So you have the answer, and you're well aware of that project. Yes, I know, go every morning. I leave my house around six thirty, and I try to hit every job before I get to the office at seven thirty. I try to walk through it when no one's there. Surprise. So you do like, you'll do sites, site visits. Every day. Walk it, make sure everything looks good. And plus you keep it in your certain areas. So it's not like you're driving way out that way west or you're going North Shore and you're doing it from a traffic standpoint. You're keeping it area. So you know your time is very valuable and you're you're sensitive to it. So if you're going A to B, it's not like you're going A, B, but then I got to go over here because I just got thrown a curveball. Exactly. Your, Your projects are strategically placed in those markets, like Megan mentioned, you know, the Chathams, and I'm just using two of the yeah, Chathams yeah. and the Hingham's. But you're cruising Route 3 up over the bridge, and then you're coming back. It's almost like the goldfish hitting the tank. Well, it's it's funny because, like, the, the local jobs are all within five, ten minutes, right? So I can hit four or five jobs before I get to the office, right? Yeah. And I do it when no one's bothering me, when I have a clear head, and mm-hmm. I can walk through and pick up things. Not Again, not because I'm micromanaging, but because we're moving so fast on these jobs. We're building 4,200 square foot houses in six months, start to finish, from tear down to move in. And so we're moving so fast that everybody can't catch everything. You're gonna miss right. Them. So your lens is clearer. You're going in there. You're you're almost you know you've inhaled, you've exhaled, and you may pick something up saying, okay, I got to fix that. Or yeah, and then I'll what I need to do. I'll shoot an email and you'll shoot an email to the the appropriate project manager or whoever's involved yeah. and say, hey, I was at Main Street today and I picked up on this doorway doesn't look right. Yep. Or hey, this floor doesn't feel right. What's going on with this? Like everybody in my company has the ability to hit the stop button. Because again, what's my core value? Quality. Yeah. Yep. So a good example, when we went to the Marvin Window Factory at War Road, Minnesota, they have 1,700 people that work at that factory. Anybody in that factory, if they think something is wrong with a part, they can throw it in the reject pile. If you're the mail guy just walking through the floor with mail and you look down and you see a blemish on a part that's about to go into a window, you have the authority to throw it away. Everybody has that authority. So the same thing goes with Good us. quality. If you see something that doesn't look right, say it. Doesn't matter. No one's going to get offended. If it, if it doesn't look right to you or, or you disagree with a decision that I made, 
because you think you should do it differently. Speak up. Speak yeah. up. Great. That's I'm, great. I'm not, I'm not the end all be all. Like I may come up with an idea that I think is right, but Christian, the 18 year old kid that works for us straight out of Votech school mm-hmm. might walk in and be like, you know, I don't know. I think if we do it this way, it might be better. Great. Tell me, yeah. let's talk about it. Let's make the change. But you fostered that culture, which I think Trump's strategy. If you have a culture where people feel empowered to do that, you're going to get better ideas. Cause like you said, just cause you're like, I've been doing it this way. If nobody else challenges me, we're going to, you know, we may go down a path that's not good. But I mean, obviously you're- you Even know. our subs, like my electrician, Jim, doesn't really work for any other builders anymore. He works for us, I'd say 80% of his time. And that usually happens when you get to that right. volume. You don't need to be at a diner looking to put something on. You know, you, you become loyal. Well, you're feeding you're, them steady work, and, yeah. And those yeah. subs become loyal oh, yeah. really quick that they know that they got a steady 12 months of work and they're going to stay behind you. Yeah. I can't even tell you the amount of times that Jim has called me and be like, hey, uh, the HVAC guys are here. They're doing X, Y, Z. I, I don't think this is right. Yeah, what do you want me? Yeah, because they become your eyes and ears. Yeah. They know what your quality, your core value, yeah. and they know if they're being yep. fat, dumb, and lazy or they're that, doing yeah. something that's not up to your standard, yeah. they're going to make that phone call out in the truck saying, hey, I think you need to get here. Yesterday, Ernie, my dad, my stepdad, who does all our excavation, was digging a foundation and had to dig around these uh, conduits that go to like a guest house that was built three years ago. Really nice guest house, pool house. And he clipped one of the conduit lines by accident mm-hmm. and, he, and he broke it, no big deal. Didn't damage anything, checked the fuse boxes in both houses to make sure he didn't rip them out. Everything right. was fine. Jim showed up to just, Jim the electrician, mm-hmm. to just do a quick review of the project with Jared. And he saw the break and goes, that's not to code. Jared's like, what do you mean? He's like, that wire in the ground that was buried, the main trunk wire to the house is not the right wire. It's not, not rated to go underground. And so we, we're ripping it out and we're replacing it. That's not part of our scope. it's the work, right thing to do. Right. Yeah. But it's the right thing to do. Now, would it have lasted 20 years? Probably. Most people would have just gone back. Nobody yep. else would. Nobody would have known. Nobody else wouldn't have even. But Jim Buried. saw it. Yeah. Understands our mindset and said, no, we got to change it. Yeah. And so today he's pulling a new wire through that conduit. It's the right thing to do. Right? Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do the right thing. Treat people nice. Yeah. One thing before the show, because I think it's important, your design, we, we jumped a lot into your background. Yeah. You're not an architect, and I don't mean that in disrespectful. No, I'm not an architect. So, and you don't just flip houses. You take houses and you change entryways and you add things. Like, do you see that in your head? Like, do you just all of a sudden be like, you know what, let's try this? Yeah. But some of them are very, but like, I think there's architects out there that wouldn't even think of like the way you put things together. Is that just kind of, as you're driving around, you're like, look at this house. Oh, we could move this here. We could move it. That just kind of comes to you. Yeah. I could do it right on Zillow. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, a, it's like a tattoo artist. It's like, right. Like just put that on it, onto my chest. It, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, um, I, it's growing up in the trades, right? Okay. It's like somebody but that... It, but it's also I something know, in your yeah. brain, though. Dude, Maybe. That's why it's it more did, than that. No, no, yeah. it's more than yeah. just... My dad was an electrician. I can't put a white and a red together. And <laughs> I'd be like, eh. I, yeah, I, think I don't know. I think it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like an artist. It's, right. it's like you're born with that. Yeah. You well, have thank you. that I'll innate... take that as a compliment. No, you have that ability to look at something. If I look at a house, I'm like, can I afford it? I'm yeah. not like, hey, I'm going to change the whole structure. I mean, I, that that is something one of the, that... One yeah. of the things we pride ourselves with is taking a project no one can figure out and proving everybody wrong. But that takes I talent. I'm yeah. an underdog. I've always been yep. an underdog. I guess I'm not an underdog a anymore, mother. but I, I grew up an underdog. 
right? When I was training, his mother was a mother. His mother. Right, I like training. His mother was a mother. When I was training as a rower, I came from a no-name school, and I'm on the starting line next to guys from Harvard, and I loved it. Yeah, I just loved yeah, that. Waited, yeah, you waited for lunch. I loved being scrappy, and so like I love projects that people are like, "No, nah, I'm gonna pass. I can't figure it out." Oh no, you can figure it out. So, so let's talk about the cameras. When who approached who to start taking, you know. The, co- the company, the, you know, the Oak Development and Design, and then go into Heart of Oak. How, I mean, obviously, you have a lot of industry connections. You were in the media. You had it in the background from college and all that stuff. But who approached who? Was first this, of all, was first it, off, yeah. can we is talk about this? purse or is that a wallet? Dave, this a, that's a man purse. This wallet that he just put down. I don't even know what the hell that it's, is. It's, it's a man purse. <laughs> that is. Oh, those, are, those are hundreds. Wait, no, those, that, are, those are hundreds. You're calling me out for the way my pants Well, number one, no, number one, you have, a, you have one cuff up, one cuff down. Yeah. Say, by those accident. Are, hey, PJ, can you accident. hold that up against my wallet? Yeah. Which one's well, bigger? First off, now we got to switch modes over here. Yeah. Like, these pants might be the cleanest, nicest pants yeah, I've seen. Yeah, those see, that's what, that would have been an appropriate thing to notice about the situation. Are they new? you notice the cuff. No, they're not, actually. Wow. They're nice. Anyway, this wallet is... Like, how do you sit on that? Yeah, that came out of your that's pocket? why I just took it out of my pocket. It was Please, that's somebody why? put a photo of this yeah. on your website. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, I would think show that the would listeners be, how big Matt's I, wallet is. I, I would now. think that would be for eyeglasses, and he turned it into a makeshift wallet because yeah, it's no, so it's, absurd. Was it in it's the women's of, section? <laughs> it totally was. 100%. That Janet's wallet? Like, how much of that shit do you need in there? Right. Probably uh, 5%. Dude, I, I went to this. This is it. This is all I have now. Every day. Yeah, I'd lose that. Perfect. Cause it, it, it's you on your phone. No, it's no, on you your phone. That's yeah, why. I lose my phone at least once a day. Oh, well then, yeah. And then I talk, I talk to Chloe and Brock. I'm like, find so dad's this, phone. This should be chained. For everybody maybe? listening, this wallet we're looking belt? at is, I would say, it looks like a checkbook. Seven inches long. Almost as big as your Yeti. <laughs> it's as oh. tall as a 16 ounce Yeti. Yeti. It's on a cuff. <laughs> and it's as thick as a George Costanza wall. All right. Anyway, moving right. on. Okay. Cameras. Back to the TV. Cameras. No, serious. The heart of oak. How did that grow legs? Who approached who? And all right, so this uh, this is an interesting question. So, as you know, I did some on camera work. I love being on camera, but I'm a terrible scripted actor. Awful, can't so, do it. Yeah, so you're more of what comes flying off the head. You can't yeah. read a script and memorize the lines. You're just a natural. It's like myself. Remember how I'm not I good at school work? Never do a stand up comedian because I'd have to write my lines. It's almost like bar talk. If you yeah. say something, then I'll just go off on a tangent. The difference is he's actually done what he's talking about, and you're speculating on how your situation. Yes. I like love this it. guy. I love it. There's a little bit of a difference. Thank you, Dave. For a hundred grand a year, you get Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, your reviews, and up you're nice. gonna get twenty percent. Yeah. yeah um, so. I hated, I remember how I didn't like school or test taking? Yeah. It's because I just don't have a great memory. I, I really well, don't. Plus you're zero to 60, so you don't have time to pull back time. on the throttle and just be like, okay, I need to That's focus. true. I never thought of it that way, but that is it's part okay. of it, right? And I'm here for you. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> um, hug? <laughs> yeah, let's hug it out. Okay. So, no, we can't. Air hug, COVID. COVID. <sighs> I know, the whole freaking COVID. Back I'm, to the TV uh, show. All right, back to the TV yeah. show. So, um, I realized through my time in New York that I sucked at scripted acting, yep. but I loved being on camera and I was really good off the cuff. And so I started pursuing, I had an agent in New York that started pitching me for HGTV stuff and discovery stuff. Right when that happened is when the market crashed in 08. Yeah, I know it well. And all those castings dried up because no one was watching sure. home shows. 
Uh, no, right. we were we were saying, do I short sell this right. house or, or what do we do now? Because my 401k right now is going to yes. save my credit score. So I kind of just got was like, I kind of left that behind, went into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went off on my own again, I called Abrams in New York and I said, hey, I'm on my own again. I have time for castings. I'm kind of, I want to scratch an itch of being on camera again. Uh, could you start sending me out? And I landed a pilot for HGTV in like a week. I was like, okay, I just got my break. This is awesome. I go to Connecticut for three days, put me up in a hotel. I shoot this pilot and it tanks, tanks. I tank the show. Like nothing went well. What was the name of it? Yeah, I know. Do you remember? House yeah. Envy. Okay. Yeah, never even, I don't even. Well, no, it never, it never it. went anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? it, just, it died on the cast. Long floor. story short, I walked away from that shoot and I was like, fuck this. I'm, I, I feel like this is this is an episode of This Is Us. And, Why? And we, got Kevin, we got Kevin Pearson in front of us. That's a great show. It By the way, I cry. Show. Yeah, this last Tuesday one, I was, I was a mess. It's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically it's one of my called Abrams. I, I fired Abrams. Didn't fire them. I said, take oh, me off your list. Yelling at me off the list. I'm done. Take me off the list. his phone in the back seat and he's and driving from I'm, like, I'm not going to hold I on. Hang him. I'm not going to hold on to a dream as a, I'm going to be turning 40. Like, screw it. I'm out. Yep. So I leave. I quit the business and I just, <laughs> I just focus on building houses for two weeks. And then I get approached by a local guy, local TV producer. That's like, why don't you just start your own show? Like, what do you mean, start your own show? You need He's a like, producer. Dave is unbelievable. I heard the good things about Dave. He has good pants. Best oh. in the business. So, <laughs> smells fantastic. <laughs> go on. Um, and so I was like, here we go again. Yeah. Well, it turns out local TV is way different. Uh, you basically can produce your own show and get it on air because it's a local market and they need content. Sure. Right? Yep. So, we. I happened, remember, let's back up. Remember the Chatham house that we couldn't sell? Yep. I shot the whole thing. Just myself. I shot time lapses. I shot video. I had a guy come in and shoot oh, nice. photos. I did all sorts of it's stuff. Unbelievable. And I didn't know why I was doing it. But it just something told me, let's shoot it. It's unbelievable. And so yep. I shot it. And Gene came out for a day. My now ex-business partner, we, we ended up going separate ways. Yeah, but fine. It happens. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Comes out and shoots me for one day. We had no script, no plan, nothing. He just shot a bunch of shit of me on a house doing stuff and managing it. And then I said, well, hey, when you put this little sizzle reel together, I got this half a terabyte of footage. Can you, is it helpful? And he looks at me and goes, you just have this? I go, yeah, I'm not sure why I <laughs> yeah, did it's, it. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it, yeah, it's like, this hey, anyone, anyone yeah. have any athletic tape? Yeah, hey, I got to roll. Yeah. yeah. And so he- Unbelievable. He throws together a sizzle reel with our old editor, who's a great friend of mine, Jimmy Baggett, throws together a 90-second sizzle reel. I'm like, holy shit, this actually looks pretty good. So we take it to Nesson oh, to see if they'll allow us to, to run it on the network, and they loved it, and they were trying to reach a new demographic with lifestyle. Sure. They said, yeah, you got the airtime, but now I got to figure out a way to pay for it. Right. So, so now I got to figure out a way to pay for it. Right. And so we just keep shooting, right? We just keep shooting with no directive, no shot list, nothing. We're just shooting. He's basically coming out with me two, three days a week in my truck and we're just having fun filming. And we hired a couple sales guy to sell sponsorships we uh, hire a bunch of sales guys to help sell sponsorships and they can't sell anything, right? Like they're just worthless. Mm-hmm. So 
what, what did I used to do? Sell. Sell. So I put on my corporate hat, got on the phone, started calling sponsors. And I landed Timberland. I landed Mid-Cape Home Center. Yeah, I saw that I on landed, the website. I, yeah. I put Megan in charge of sales for keeping it real, and we still don't have one freaking logo <laughs> on our webpage. Oh, and our webpage is still in production. But They keep saying so it's, I built a, my it's own a website. talent problem. There you go. It's a talent problem. And, and this is not a plug, but you can, this is not a plug, but you can, uh, you can build a great website on Squarespace, squarespace.com. All right. So, um, we may come to you for a sponsorship, Brad. and we'll throw, we'll, we'll throw Oak on there. It's interesting. I don't want more customers. Um, Thanks. So basically I ended up selling enough sponsorships to pay for the show. And now six months in, I'm like, Oh, we have like, we actually have a TV show. So maybe we should start paying attention to how we're shooting and maybe get a shot list and shower before going on. Yeah. Like brush my hair, you know, so we run the first season and it was pretty good. Like we actually had like a kind of sure. legit TV show. And uh, we, after that season had enough credibility and had enough of a, Following. you know, backbone yeah. where I approached NBC and um, said NBC Boston, who now owns NECN. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were in the middle of a big rebrand of NECN, big focus on lifestyle television. And, and we actually put a deal together to move to NECN and NBC Sports Boston. So this past summer, we aired season two, and they said to us, hey, we'd love to air another season in the fall. Can you pull it together fast enough? And so I had just sold season two, and now I'm going back to my sponsors for more money for season three during COVID. Right, right, right. Where nobody's spending money. <laughs> and somehow, I was able to get everybody on board. But you got to find deals, though, to... F- to film these episodes. I mean, if the market is dry and you got to go find a house that you need to flip, yep. is the F word, you got to find inventory to do this, right? Yeah. And to, I'm, to make an episode, yeah. plus you got to throw up your own capital. You got sponsors that are like, all right, what's my ROI or whatever the hell they do? Yeah. And, and, and all, do this all in a 24 hour day. Also play dad, husband, yeah. and business owner. And you're doing all this. Everything. This is insane. <laughs> so, so now you know why I hired a business coach because so I couldn't now, handle June, it. July, and August. You like? Do you say okay? I'm going to take my shirt off on this episode. Give give the viewers something. I'm going to carry in some plywood. I mean, you were a runway model and all that stuff. I mean, or, or do you say okay on this episode? I'm going to sacrifice that bay window and I'm going to throw a tape measure in. Or if you had, or if you had fact check Dave come in as a day laborer, would you yell at him and make him cry and quit? No, it's you know, what, what, uh, for what, us. What, you know, the, okay, so so you asked me what makes us different as an organization, but what makes us different as a TV show? We are the anti home show, home show. Yeah, like flipping boss. And all that it's, nonsense, and just it's like unscripted. It's not oh, like unscripted. Yeah. You know that shit doesn't yeah. happen. Or, yeah. Hey, give me that sledgehammer. We gotta take this. That's Jimmy why down. I. Th- and then the next thing you know, the second floor is coming on your head. Yeah. Okay. We'd shut your project right down. Or you're not gonna throw a tape measure through a bay window. So, or yell at a subcontractor because the subcontractor is gonna yes. go tell you to pound sand. And then the next thing you know, your project's off schedule. So your floor. The, Sorry, that's part of the flipping bullshit. Man, he gets off on tangents. Yeah. I'm Sorry, it's the Land Starbucks. Pin was pulled. Yeah, um, gunpowder. So, Boom. <laughs> so the difference with our show is that it's real. Yep. I don't script anything. Nothing mm-hmm. is scripted. Nothing is thought of beforehand. Good. We've gotten 
a little bit more organized, I would say. Like now I have a producer and that producer will say, okay, this is where the jobs are at. PJ, for you, this week I need you to hit these storylines. So you got to make sure you go over the foundation at Pope's and you got to go over the finish work at this one. No, I love because it. Right. Timeline. Because yeah, yeah, right. we have 13 jobs going. Right. I've got 10 people. I've got four people on the TV side. So I have 14 employees, not 10. And so like we're a little too big to just be loosey goosey yep. anymore. It's not efficient. And, and so now, because we don't, we don't create the show ahead of time. Like most TV shows, we don't script it. We're actually creating it in the editing room, which is a nightmare, right? Dave has that problem with keeping yeah, it real. Yeah, same exact thing, right? Yeah. Dave, like yes. you're creating it afterwards. There's every aspect of keeping it real is, in fact, a nightmare. <laughs> every <aspect>. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Including the host. Oh, yeah, including. Dave obviously has been drinking <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the edit room. <laughs> yeah, okay. But no, so now what, we're, are we getting ready for, just to move it along and obviously parlay into... Um, you know, some rapid fire questions, but you're at season three now, or are we at season yeah, yeah. four? Now, did you sign on for season four and five? Yes. So we just finished airing season three. Uh, so, but just real quick to go back to the non-scripted yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll get on site and people will start talking to me and I'll just look at them and be like, don't talk. Just stop talking. Don't talk. The camera will be here in three minutes. Oh, don't yeah, talk. Yeah, right. Kind of like what you did you to wanna, me. You told me, let's not talk about flipping it. until the microphone's yeah. on because you want to catch that in the moment. Yes. Everything is about authentic. We don't take second cuts. Right. We most, if you watch our show, mm-hmm. 90% of our standups, that's, that's the cut we took. We didn't do multiple takes. Like we just roll. And if we say something silly, guess what? Yeah. It's going on air. But it's more genuine. I love it. It's more genuine. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference with our show. And that's our goal as a show is to be real. And that's our goal. Yeah. Yeah. On this podcast. Yeah. Keeping it real. Yeah. Megan throwing punches at my head and, you know, correcting me. You have to have fun. Because that's what people want now. People people are smart. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great for my anxiety. And yeah. (laughs) And your ego. Yeah. uh, Yeah. My ego got flushed in a toilet somewhere. It's just more anxiety now. But people are smart now. People yes. are smart. They consume so much content. Do you find that though with their the smart too? Is that a, is that an obstacle and a hurdle that you have to overcome when you when you're sitting down, getting ready to do a house and managing expectations with oh, yeah. with, with homeowners? Big time. Like you need to to have this project go from zero to twelve weeks. You need to get stay out of the way. Yeah. We'll take, so we'll take, we'll take your we'll take we'll take all your input. Yes. We'll funnel it down. We'll communicate. We'll do the design and all that stuff. But the reason why this project won't get done in twelve weeks is. You're in the way. You're in the way. Yeah. So uh, back again, we'll we'll backtrack one more time to what makes our company different. Mm -hmm. Our customer doesn't decide anything. They don't go to the top. Oh, so you go full creativity? Like, how does that really? Yep. So when you come to Oak, you're coming to us because you love what we do and we are the experts at what we do. Okay. And now the office thing, you're not going in that little house thing that I see on your website. We were. you You were. Yeah, we built that. Tiny house. No, I know, no, the tiny house. I, yeah, I saw that, but I'm like, how, how, how am I going to fit we, in We had seven people working out of I don't it. know that you were invited, Matt. No, I, <laughs> number one, I don't even think I'd open the door. I'd be like, where am I going? Like, like tiny people. Seven people in... <laughs> well, we were jammed in there, but we just got to a point where we needed an office, so we, we rented half okay. of the building that's next Do to you us. still have that, though? Yeah, it's secondary state. space for us now. Now, like the and TV you mo- people... And you moved it, and you moved it it's to It's right wherever. next to our office, so when... 
the TV folks are in for the day. They'll work out of there. I'll take private meetings in there, secondary space. Like, oh, that's awesome. We use it every day. Yeah, because Perfect. my buddy, a huge landscaper guy, his first little Toyota two-wheeled, you know, two-by-two two truck, he stripped it all out, but he kept the frame, and that's actually hanging from, it's almost like an airplane yeah. museum where, like, the first plane's hanging. That that's awesome. I love he it. He actually took the body of his first truck, and it's hanging from the ceiling of how E.T. landscaping I would love to think that I'll keep it forever, but in my world, everything is for sale. Mm. So, oh, I'm the same way. Now. Eventually, my, my whole be. mindset is is like, and I tell this, like, we'll get a postcard in the mail saying, "I got buyers that are interested." I'm like, get them on the phone and just write me a number and slide it, and we'll start there. Yeah, and exactly. it's an ego thing saying, "All right, well, I got you know a quarter of a mill in equity," but it's good to know, yeah. like, you know, if someone everything's wants to for talk, sale. Everything's for everything sale. Everything is. Everything's for sale. You want now, my truck? That didn't come yeah. for me yeah. naturally. Twenty years ago, I'd be like, ah, "No, I'm not interested in all that." Now it's like, "Yeah, you want my kids? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, write me a number, and I'll." But that's and, and that's I, don't a read the thing. For us is Chloe like and Brock. you hired us for a reason, right? So let us do our job. Yeah, we're going to pick your tile. We're going to pick your finishes. We're going to pick your vanities. We're going to pick your paint yeah. colors. We pick our design team does everything. They listen to our customer as far as their wants, their needs, their desires, sure. and their tastes. And then they take that information and build a design presentation. Then they sit down with the customer, present it. And by the way, they don't present. 20 options of vanities. They say, this is the vanity going in your master bedroom. This is your vanity going in your power room. And we've never had one of those meetings go sideways. Let's talk about the E word estimates. Do you throw an estimate towards a job that you're bidding on or do you, or do they come to you and say, this is our, how many, you know, like, are you competing against other people in your niche market in a, in a, in a, look at look at this. Is a little bit of, this yeah. is a little bit of a humble pie. You know, this is a little bit of a slice of the pie that you might. You know, are you going against other bids? Are you going against other estimates? Or have you gotten to the level? Has your company gotten to the level where these people are finding you? You're putting the package together and you're sliding that number off there. Or do you still have to be a little bit of humble, saying, you know what, I'm competing against other ones, and I really want that Listen, project, so I may have to shave a little off. The day that you're not humble is the day you lose your shirt. Mm-hmm. The day that you think you're better than everybody else and the day that you think you're the only game in town is the day that you're going to go out of business, yeah. right? So Perfect. in my opinion, there's no such thing as competition. Everybody doing what I do, we're all helping each other with house values and with yep. reputation. Yep. Like I'm friends with Jerry Rankin. I'm friends with Joe Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with all these guys. We text. Perfect. We give each other advice. Perfect. Because we're all here for the same purpose. There's enough you know, work I, for everybody. Yeah. NS I, hear, builders, I say that all the time. There's enough work builders, out there. All these big guys on Instagram, mm-hmm. we're all in cahoots with each other. We yeah. all share in info. We all share By the ideas. way, I follow him now on Instagram. Do you? Good. You should. Yeah, he's got more followers than me. <laughs> Who's that, me? Yeah. yeah, I did. I did it this morning. <laughs> oh, nice. boy. I think, like, yeah, I did. Melanie's killing it. Heart of Oak TV or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, your social's good. Thank you. You've got, yeah, no, you guys do a lot I of, used to do it all myself, but yeah. I hired someone. Well, you better you tell to. your little person that you hired that this keeping it real needs to go out to all your, oh, your we'll, viewers we'll and <laughs> listeners. I always help everybody. All right, so you want to go into... Wait, uh, real quick. So, yeah. yes. um, what was that last question? Yeah. What long story call? long. Oh, no, that's been all day. I mean, <laughs> I think Dave's already been pacing uh, like he's got to go to the men's oh. room. So you, you <laughs> asked me, you said, are we... The only are we no like the estimate process the e word the the bids and like are you are you going in there and knowing that you've got two other guys that are bidding for the same gig? We have made a clear, definitive decision about three months ago that we are no longer doing any work for anyone that's going to live in the house. 
for two reasons. So that has to be an empty shell. A secondary, it's almost like a, a move golf up. course thing. It's, it's like this can't be your primary course. Nope. This means that you are not going to be in this house while the while the construction's going on, and we're not going to encapsulate an area and work around Johnny nope. and Bobby's schedule and nope. all that nonsense. And there's two reasons for it. One, if they're if they are living there, it's too small of a job for us because we're. I love managers, this. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. We're not. I'm not swinging a hammer making a margin anymore. Right, we're gonna have to be here. <laughs> yep. So we're we got to watch our margins, and if we're doing the quick hundred and fifty thousand dollar job, we're making no money. Right. And so what that does is it it kind of like automatically gets rid of the riffraff that's going to slow us down. Remember, stay in your lane. Yep. Right. So that's number one reason. Number two reason: if someone's living there, they're out there at night with their flashlight. They're finding oh, things. Oh, and yeah. The next out. thing you know, you have an email. Hey, you know, I didn't want to send this, but PJ, uh, Karen noticed that a little bit in the corner, is yeah. it just me or was it a yeah. shadow? And you want to be like, we're not done. Yeah. Right, oh, by right, the way, yeah. we haven't even hit that with Polly yet, and that's why you see it. Oh, yeah. my God. And so those are the two things. There that was a Dunkin' Donuts then, cup that was there. And then also, there. we have very strict rules with our customer. Oh, boy. That they're not allowed to text us after 6 o'clock at night. They're wow. not allowed to text us on the weekend. We do not work on the weekend. If they want to meet, they have to meet Monday through Friday, nine to five. It's almost like you man, you're setting the expectations oh. up front, and people love it. Yeah, really, I'm people sure love they it. Do. I thought people would be offended. Were you afraid of that when you were going to set those rules? Like you can't text me after six o'clock, and nope. by the way, don't bother me on weekends. I left the corporate world for a reason. Oh my god, this is this is pure gold, right? right. For me, it's yeah. like I have a family, I have a life, I have a boat. I like to go out on, on the weekends. And well, these are rapid fire questions that right. you're answering right now. So you're kind of tapping into my time. Oh, so <laughs> it's, it's okay. Paul's but, 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 and for, for the final long story short, yeah, uh, yeah well, we're on, we're on 12 of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We basically just say, listen, we have families, we have lives. Love it. And we work. Yeah. I am available from six 30 in the morning to six at night, Monday through Friday. Call me anytime. Outside of that, don't expect a call back. Right. Don't expect a text back. Period. I might and just start I've implementing that. People yeah, that I thought would be offended, and they're like, "I wish someone told me that 20 years ago." Right. They people respect it. it. They time. If yep. you set the expectation, they want to meet that expectation, yeah. and people really respect it. It's it's been a game changer. If I find out my employee is emailing after hours, I come down on them. Like, do not reply to my unplug. Email. I am the boss. Yeah. I own the right. business. Yeah. And if I think it's something at 10 o'clock at night. I might email it to you. Don't ever think that you need to answer it until the next work. Sure. Because I'm just getting it off just my head. Just so you don't forget. So yeah. I don't forget. Yep. But if I get an email back, I'm like, why are you on email? Get off email. Do you like where you are right now, or do you want to take this company to the moon? Oh, I, I want, yeah. It's, you want to go moon? About six months ago, I decided to jump in the deep end. Yep. So you're, you're, you're done with the shallow end and doing this. You're going to the moon. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I awesome. like it. No, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I, I got to a point where I was like, I either need to scale back and like live in that lane and be sure. good or go for it. And you could probably tell from my personality, yeah. I'm not the type to scale yeah. back. Yeah. So gas pedal, no So break. I'm yeah. going to, I'm just going to, I only got a couple of rapid fire questions for you because I mean, we've obviously, you know, covered a lot. We covered it's a real lot, which is just, it flows. And, and those are the best ones where you're not, you know, trying to pry information out, but 
So rapid fire questions just to get to know you on a little bit of a personal level. We're just going to fire some things sure. at you. Go just for it. Go I from there. Um, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Your spare time, I guess, is number one. <laughs> uh, well, we bought a boat this, this year that we sleep on, which is fun. It's an older boat. Uh, but we bought a, a 30 foot boat that we go out and sleep at world's end with the kids. And so we, I do that. I, I really love cars. So I actually just bought myself a present for my 40th birthday. I what was a, it? A vintage Porsche. Nice. Not 911. A 944 turbo. Oh dear God. Red? No. Like midnight <laughs> blue. All right. So I, 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 I aspire to have like a weird car collection. Like my my Porsche oh, did you was get the, not did you get the Porsche hat right. or the Porsche sunglasses to go with it? Yeah, I'll probably probably get some of them. Yeah, definitely Aviators. jacket and rolled up to the elbows. <laughs> I can see him cruising around. Him. I going also going to my buddy's restaurant Euro Mart. By the way, Simon George, oh, I love you. Love Simon. Those are my boys. Those Simon guys and George are my best. Best. very close friends of mine. Yeah, I love those guys. Simon lives right behind me in Kingston. Oh, nice! Right off the boat from Lebanon. Unbelievable guy. Back Unbelievable. Back prosciutto department oh there it is my wife will if, if we wake up on a saturday she's like go to hang and get me a prosciutto de palma yep i have one on the ride home and then i open up the second one to smash it's the it's the bread it's it is, i don't yeah, know what it is so it's amazing. they just opened up a new location so they can hit the cohasset right, right next area. to our office it's dangerous yeah. so tell yeah. george you know maddie gregory george is in lena he'll, he'll try to double yeah yeah he'll be like, he'll be like I mean, get out what a, go to d'angelo's and get the number I nine remember the first time i went in <laughs> to the one in hang on uh yeah the one that's right next door to the um 7-eleven yep. and, and all that i was like what a brilliant like a Kick ass. Well, you jelly? got the bread in the baskets, and you got yeah. the little soup spoons where but you measure it. You got Boots. the booze. Booze. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, you're brilliant. going out of there with a bottle of freaking yellowtail if you want. If it's that, like you know, what if you're a still in college. Add on yeah. to a deli. No, he he he, he he he's in the kids. All the young kids are in there. Yeah. He's got the good kids behind the. Dude, everything's off the yeah. slice of man. Um, so yeah, I love I love cars. So I I, yep. I want a weird car collection, like inexpensive old like cars. Like the Jay Leno weird, weird collection, yeah, like the sidestep pickup truck yeah, with the white walls. Stuff. So I aspire yeah. to have that. And then I you know, we we have an awesome <laughs> property with like a little guest house and stuff, so I'm constantly tinkering on my property. So well favorite uh, favorite season? Fall. Love the fall. Really? Yeah, I love well, you got fair skin, so I couldn't see summer being one of your Oh, I love the summer. Uh, I love the fall because I love the crisp air of the fall. I do too. I've walked the best, that. and it comes off the humidity. I think yeah. it's a good blend. Yeah, it's and also like you're switching the heat coming out of yep. When I was a rower, I I did a lot of head racing in the fall, which is like down rivers, like not next mm-hmm. to each other, but one at a time, like the head of the Charles. My and wife it, was a coxswain. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll so see. You know. we'll, an inch from being a little person. And I always loved training in the fall, so it just reminds me of that. I don't know. The dude coming off the Charles River and all that jazz, the head of the Charles. I used to, yeah. Those were all pre-kid days. Um, Oh, wow. Favorite snack at night since you don't sleep. (laughs) Favorite snack at night. Wow. You know what I actually really love and it grosses people out? Tuna fish out of the can. That's gross. Salt and pepper. I don't think it is. I like tuna fish. I can eat it dry. I love it. The gold starfish. Have you had the gold? No. So the Ugh. golden can is all white. Like it's the better meat. <laughs> it's the yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, uh, yeah, I was uh, I over went, the green I, mark. Right. So I, I, I went there. I, for I guess yeah. went over like Causeway it. Street. <laughs> uh, uh, you like sports, obviously. Uh, favorite sports team in Boston? What you go to? I'm a Patriots guy. Yeah. Were you sad to see Tom go? Yeah, I mean, listen. Were you happy for him winning the seventh? Yeah, of course I was. Okay. How could you not be? Yeah, absolutely. The guy's unbelievable. 
Spotify or Pandora? Spotify all day. What's your favorite song to get you going to crack one open out of the Yeti? Ooh. Uh, I guess I'm a country guy. I don't have a favorite song. I like country because it's so easy to listen to. It is. To. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite country I, band? Zach Brown is unbelievable. Yeah, everyone's go-to. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's not my go-to. I would say, I would say, honestly, my favorite band is Coldplay. Have you ever seen him live? No, but I really want to. So me and Janet, just real quick, me and Janet hung over. My buddy Keith Tapari, Miss Chappelle, called us up, said, I have an extra pair of tickets to Great Woods when it was Great Woods, and says, you got to check out this band Coldplay. I'm like, yeah, I'm all set. Was it ridiculous? Better than you two. Yeah, I believe it. Legit. Yep. Because you don't get the bullshit with the U2 with Bono going over save Ethiopia and this kid yeah. hasn't eaten. Well, why don't you take half your salary, Bono? Have you ever go listened to Gwyneth some- Paltrow's podcast at all? No. With- she did one. I don't know if she was a guest. Oh, she was on uh, J- Dak Shepard's yes. podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a huge, Megan's a huge Dak Shepard. Yeah, guy. and they, she talked about this. I mean, this is so off topic, but she talked about uh, Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay, yep. Yep. and how... Uh, she said, you know, they're divorced now. And yep. she was talking about their relationship and, and said, like, the guy is a genius. Like, she said they were at dinner one night and he was sitting there having dinner, having a chat, and then all of a sudden kind of went blank. It was like, hold on a minute, I'll be right back. Went in the other yeah. room, fiddled around with the, the piano. Wrote a song. 15 minutes later, came in and he had written Paradise. The blockbuster song, yeah. Paradise, in 15 minutes... Walked Crazy. away from the dinner table, dinner table, and came up with it just off the top of his head. You know, like I people like people. that. It's like I, unbelievable. I hate those it's a different people. world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, real quick. You yeah. know, I worked in Too the late. industry, right? Yep. Um, best band I ever saw live. Yes. When I worked in the industry. Yep. Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, oh fantastic! Live. I By the way, Sport is one of my. The best CD I would pull. Sport is my top Huey three albums. Unbelievable. You know what's good yep. about you know what's good about Huey Lewis now. I don't know when you saw him. Is he plays the good like venues with good was, sound? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't and go see him at Gillette Stadium. No, you want to yeah. see him in the music. Circle. Small. You see him in the yeah. music. Yeah. 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 And you want the songs that you it turns yes. into a karaoke box. Yes. Yeah. No, but the thing is with that guy, you don't realize how, how many, many songs you know. His catalog is huge. He can rip twenty songs. You'd be like, I didn't know. And he's got to be seventy now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's oh, my and guy. he still sounds the same. Yeah. Yep. He's Absolutely. unbelievable. Uh, what are you binge watching right now <laughs> in all your free time? I don't really watch TV. Yep. Okay. So we'll um, pass that one. I watch a lot of the news and Dateline. You ocean or a lake guy? I'm an ocean guy, but I love, I, I'm, I'm both, mm-hmm. but I've always lived around oceans. So I think if I had a lake house, I'd be a lake guy. Okay. Um, but. You know, I grew up on the ocean. Megan, I really don't have any more rapid fire questions. No, we covered a lot. Was, um, you know, yeah. what, what, I guess the next thing, how do you, def- the last thing I'll ask is how do you define success? Uh, I would say my definition of success is providing for my family. And then, and then lastly, anyone that would ever want to get into the game of either flipping a house or doing something like that, what's the advice you give someone that's like looking at a property and saying, I think I can make some money out of this. Do it. Take the risk, you know, but be smart about it. Don't quit your job early. Yep. I did. Quick you did. I lost yeah. a lot of money that year. And God, I wish we could get into the modeling and the runway shit, but you know, we've chewed up. <laughs> I didn't probably do about have to come back. All right, all right, yeah, we're we're going to have you back <laughs> for part two of this and we're yeah. going to get into like the Hollywood yeah. thing. Well, you guys are coming to my podcast. Now. That's right. Oh, I can't That's wait. Right. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 listen, the, the success question, 
is is uh it's taken me a long time to feel like I've successful. But now that I'm there, it's so gratifying. Every day I wake up and I'm thankful for everyone around me that works so hard. And I think that's the key to my success is I've surrounded myself with great people sure. and I've empowered them to make decisions. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. PJ, I honest and truly, man, <laughs> you're going right in the cell phone. Uh, great. This was awesome. Thank and you so I much. Really, I'm really yeah, happy. Yeah. Thanks for joining out. us. I wish Lizzie could have made it. She's yeah, I, yeah. Joanna didn't make it. You know, <laughs> playing the role of that. I, I really. But we're gonna. I'm telling you right now. When we come out of this nonsense, we get a couple more of these. I absolutely want you both back on here. Yeah. And talking about just other things, not just the real estate. Thing well, hopefully we'll uh, be national by then. On that's right. On a network, we'll see. Well, here we go. You, know, you can have me and Megan come on. I probably have to cut some weight <laughs> just because the camera puts ten pounds yeah, on me. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. This thing. This thing's like a tent. You open it up. All right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan, true testament once again, having PJ on on the show. Um, we're going to take a break next week because we got Feb vacation. You're going to yep. go away and do some skiing with the kitties. I'm probably going to yell at my kitties for the week because they, they act like they're in college and they lay in bed all day and... You know, we'll go from there. But, you know, this was awesome. In two weeks, we got Ryan Kent coming back on. He had a reschedule when we first had him scheduled from Iron Iron Insurance Group. Uh, great kid. Want him on to get his perspective from the insurance uh, world. But awesome, awesome episode eight. And I look forward to episode nine. Yep. Sounds good. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.